Welcome back to the Morning Kick podcast. This is a replay episode from the live YouTube, Facebook and LinkedIn show produced by Excite Media. We encourage you if you're looking at digital marketing, website design, to contact us via excitemedia.com.au. Now let's revisit one of our earlier programs and join our guest. Good morning, Kicksters. Welcome back to The Morning Kicks. Andrew Pitchford with you on behalf of Excite Media. And we've been looking at how we can help small business during COVID-19, bringing in some great talent who's been able to talk to us about ways we can pivot our business, people that have got ideas for the future, because we're really already planning for the second half of 2020, aren't we? There's always um, some good things that we're hearing. We're looking at how we come out of the, the kind of this little mini recession. It's probably going to have a big effect on business for some time. And obviously, there's a lot of industries that have been affected in different ways. At the moment, everybody's wondering what's going to be happening with JobKeeper in the coming days. But for right now, we want to focus on how you can affect your business in a positive way. And I'm pleased that we've been able to bring onto the show Grace Newman from Free Folk Agency. Grace, thanks very much for joining us on the Morning Kick this morning. No problem. I'm excited. Well, this is really good for us to reconnect because Grace and I actually worked together on a project many moons ago to do with a fashion website. And since then, Grace has gone out and started um, two agencies and very much working in the PR and influencer space. Grace, can you tell us about Ivy Talent and Free Folk Agency? Yeah, definitely. So we're crazy people with two businesses. Um, But... (laughs) We have Ivy Talent Co, which is a social and digital talent agency. So basically we manage um, influencers who are looking to either grow their revenue um, from their brand partnerships or just helping them with their brand partnerships because it really can become quite a full-on and overwhelming job once they sort of grow. Um, So that's a very fun business and we love it. Um, And we also have Free Folk Agency, um, which is a PR and communications agency. So, yeah helping brands and clients really connect with the media, look at influencer marketing in that business, um, and also lots of digital marketing as well. And it's true that a lot of the marketing that we're doing today is based on relationships and and brands used to be about logos, but many moons ago, we started to see some of the big brands tap into the value of working with athletes, uh, the Nikes of this world, the Cokes of this world, et cetera. But now even the, the small business can really get into the influencer space. And today we wanted to talk to you about what it is to be an influencer. Can we start off with that question and actually ask what is an influencer? And if I was thinking about becoming one, what do I need to do? Yeah, so I actually think that's a really interesting question, who is an influencer? Um, and I think that it's changing. So I think that traditionally we looked at, you know, your celebrities and as you said, your sports stars. Um, and my partner has been watching that show about Michael Jordan, which I don't know the name of. <laughs> but very interesting how Nike sort of tapped into him to grow their brand. Um, and, you know, look, I think today anyone can really be an influencer. It's very interesting. Um, I think even in our business, we're starting to sort of suggest brands, 
even look at connecting with people from, you know, that 500 follower range, which is probably more influencing your family and friends, but that sort of is quite a genuine um, interaction and very meaningful. If, you, if you're posting about a brand at that level, it's probably more likely that someone's gonna pick that product up. For example, this jumper I'm wearing, my best friend was Snapchatting about it um, and I did go and buy it yesterday. So that's an example of being influenced. So really, I think anyone can be an influencer. I think to start monetizing, yeah, I think to start monetizing your influence, really we actually see that happening from about the thousand followers when they're looking at some gifting campaigns and things like that. Um, in Ivy Talent Co, we sort of start with around the 10K followers on Instagram, um, which is a pretty big platform for influencer marketing. Obviously there's also YouTube and TikTok um, and in the US Twitter. Um, but I think the 10K is probably because you get that nice wipe up link, which just is obviously easy to monetize um, for brands to be able to link directly to their assets if you're working with an influencer. So often they start around that mark if they're really looking to drive sort of e-commerce sales or that type of thing. Answer your question. Yeah, <laughs> definitely brilliant. And, and I guess you, you've helped us differentiate. We can all be influencers, but there are definitely influencers on influencers on steroids, which kind of gets into that ten thousand yeah. and <laughs> But I guess something that we can all grab hold of is that our brand as a business isn't just a logo. We actually are our brand, and the way in which we communicate, people need to know who we are, what we sell, how to get in touch with us. And then we can have influence on people buying sweaters and all sorts of things. But how do we get from having 500 family and friends to having 10? Or as I look at some of the people on the Ivy Talent website here, and you know they've got 30 or 70,000 followers, and we know that the celebs can get up into the hundreds of thousands. Look, it's really interesting, and I think people arrive at those numbers from different ways. Um, so if you look at someone, we we had the absolute pleasure of working with Simon Black. Um, when he was on Survivor to help him with his content marketing. Um, and if you look at someone like him, the minute he went from private to public, I actually was on his Instagram and it went spiked to 10,000 immediately. So that's one way to get followers if you're you know, in the media um, and also obviously on Survivor. Um, that's one way if you wanna go on reality TV. And I know that's a, lot of, a reason why a lot of people do go on reality television um, and then go on to make quite a lot of money off social media. Um, I think the people who do the best for brands um, and who continue to have growth, especially on Instagram at the moment, it has really become a bit of a pay-to-play space. Um, so I think the days of amassing large followers is a little bit harder. Um, really, they have um, something authentic that they're wanting to put out there. So if you're looking at someone like the lovely Nicola, who is one of our talents, um, you know, she's uh, studying nutrition, really interested in health and fitness. Um, she's on there daily sharing you know, very personal um, information about her life and you kind of get on board that journey and want to know, you know, what's going on with her pregnancy, what's she having in her morning smoothie. Um, and I think as humans, we're all naturally quite um, inquisitive and, you know, a bit snoopy. And I think <laughs> that sort of plays into it. You've got to put yourself out there and be really real. I think that's probably the best way to grow followers. So There's definitely other ways to do it that I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> Well, that, that's it. There's always yeah. the, the shady ways and the consistent ways that actually will deliver results. And I guess for anybody, what we can learn from this is there's probably a few randoms that got there by good luck, but most people get there because they invest time and time's invested in some form of content. 
And one of the things I guess we as business owners need to take on board in this day and age is that you can either buy your way to the front or you can earn your way to the front. And a lot of the social media content influencer space is based on being willing to invest some time either in yourself or your brand and getting the message out there. Would that be a fair assumption? Absolutely. And I also think there's that consistency. So, you know, um, we only have women in our team, so I, I'm often saying our girls, but our lovely ladies, um, you know, they're on Instagram for hours on end a day, posting stories, going live, doing their brand content. Um, and really that's why they do need a manager at that point, because it is quite, as you can imagine, a full on job. Also, there's things that go on behind the scenes, like often our lovely ladies are shooting content for brands that you might need to see on their feed, um, but is actually on the brand's feed because They've obviously got a knack for knowing what the customer wants. Um, and I think that's a really important thing to remember with influencer marketing is sort of give them that they, they've they gotten the followers because they know how to talk to their audience and giving them that freedom to create content for your brand that is actually going to tap into that audience that you're trying to attract. And that's that, that consistency factor again. Uh, once you know your audience, keep delivering the same content that they want and try not to be broad or sporadic. Uh, they know you and they know your, um, your influencer content for what you deliver consistently. What about different social channels? Um, should I be on TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or should I start really focusing on a particular channel or two? That's really interesting. I mean, there's so many platforms um, to be on. I always find that very hard as a business owner. And I, we always recommend to our clients, you know, pick the channel where your audience is and really hone in on that platform um, and make sure you're delivering value and, and content regularly. Um, look, TikTok is funny. It's a very interesting platform. My business partner is completely obsessed with it. Um, it's probably not as much for me, but it's a, I think it's a little bit personality-driven TikTok. Um, I think some interesting things that have happened with TikTok is there is a lot of people who have been really smart who have amassed some big followers on TikTok because it's a new platform. Um, you know, they want people on there, so they're going to probably show your content to a lot more people at the moment than you might get on Instagram. Um, I think there's some inherent, not issues, but TikTok data is an interesting question that we won't get into today, but, um, you know, what is is it real data? That type of thing is very interesting to me. But certainly there's a lot of influencers who I've seen that are really smart. They've amassed, you know, quite a large following on TikTok because they were early adopters. Um, and a lot of those influencers are now pushing those followers back to Instagram. So they're getting that coverage on both platforms. And Instagram is definitely, in a brand sense, um, a platform that's more, you know, used a lot more than TikTok at this point. I think brands are still exploring that space from a monetizing it perspective. Um, so pushing them back to Instagram is definitely quite smart um, in that regard because they're growing their followers that way. Um, I think the platform you're on is probably, you know, you really need to pick the platform that is where your audience is. Um, and maybe that's changed in COVID-19 and you need to reassess that. Maybe people are now on TikTok for you, especially if you're looking at the younger generations, you know, you're 13 to 18. I know that my brothers and sisters are very much now on TikTok compared to your Instagram. Also, Snapchat is having a massive resurgence. Um, so probably just looking at what where your audience actually is in COVID-19. Have they shifted platforms? What's the data telling you? Um, and then going from there. It's good advice. And I think what's interesting as well is that the traditional foundation social media was Facebook. But I think a lot of people are actually wondering, am I seeing the same content or no content or ads in Facebook? And so they're exploring. 
And I think the younger ones are possibly going over to TikTok saying there's more variety, there's more content. And maybe some of the old ones I've actually seen actually going to LinkedIn, believe it or not, saying it's not as boring as it used to be and there's actually more content appearing there than there ever was before. So you've got to keep assessing your channels, don't you? Absolutely. And I actually agree with that. I find LinkedIn a lot more interesting. I've actually deleted Facebook off my phone. I have it on my computer, obviously, um, mainly because it's just so overwhelming, the amount of information you have to process on Facebook, I think. Um, and very for me, it's very news-heavy. And during COVID, I don't need to get every minute update on the news. <laughs> just would rather not. Um, but yeah, so I think LinkedIn is definitely, if you're in the B2B space, then you want to be on LinkedIn for sure. Um, so yeah, pick your platform based on what you're trying to achieve. So we've talked about how we can become an influencer. And if you'd like to connect with Grace, you can go along to uh, the freefolkagency.com. Also, you'll find that Grace is on LinkedIn as well, as we were just talking about. But let's have a talk about another part of your agency at work. And let's bring up your website there. And this is freefolkagency.com. Now, at Free Folk Agency, you act as a PR company for people, but also you help um, businesses who want to get an influencer to help build their brand, build their business, get brand awareness. Tell us what Free Folk and an influencer engaged on behalf of my business could do. Yeah, absolutely. So influencer marketing is something that we absolutely love doing and building campaigns for brands because you can just see some really instant and awesome results. Um, so what we do in Free Folk is we would work with brands to connect you with the right influencers, and that's quite an involved process. Um, so we look at creating essentially a long list of people that could work well for your, your brand. So looking at, you know, um, which influencer has the right sort of look and feel for your brand, but also the right audience supporting them. So what percentage of that audience is Australian? If we're talking about really localising, what percentage of that audience is actually in Brisbane? Um, just because someone has a million followers um, and is Australian does not mean that they actually have a predominantly Australian audience. Um, as you, as everyone would, we follow people from all across the globe on these platforms. So you need to really look at what audience you're actually connecting with through that influencer. So basically, we we help brands to, to find um, and sort of vet influencers for their campaign, um, and also really run their campaign smoothly and effectively. So um, you know, right through from negotiating with the influence on rates because it can be a little bit of a wild wild west scenario out there people aren't really pricing there's sort of no structure yet even though it has been around for a few years now you know making sure things are within budget and are reasonably priced contracting making sure they actually deliver on time you know you're dealing with people so um it's not an automated process um you got you know you've got to be flexible when you deal with people i think so just really helping brands navigate that um especially Either it's brands that are quite large and they realise that it's quite um, intense work and they might not have someone in their team that, you know, can really dedicate themselves to that. Or it's smaller businesses that haven't done it before and just need someone to really guide them and say, give them some advice on what works and what might not work. Um, and similar to PR, um, we've been in the industry for such a long time now that we have, a, we have direct relationships with other Australian influencers and can really work with brands to say, you know, this person... Um, we found, you know, really does deliver on return on investment when she's talking about beauty products, but maybe she can't, you know, she doesn't do quite as well if she's selling, um, um, you know, underwear or something like that. So just sort of we've worked on so many campaigns, we can give that kind of tailored advice that you might look to for 
you know, when you talk to a publicist in the traditional sense about which journalist might work for your story, similar thing for influencer marketing. It's interesting that there's sometimes a very fine line between representing a brand and tipping over. I remember reading about an Instagram influencer who was in the fashion and cosmetic space, and they, the audience was quite happy to be sold all the latest fashion and all the latest cosmetics. But when Australia Post came alongside and wanted them to promote some kind of new delivery system, all of their audience went absolutely mad. How can you sell yourselves out to Australia Post? So I think you, you've really got to make sure that that influencer matches with the business, don't you? Yeah, and I think you also really need to listen to them. So, you know, influencers will say to you, oh, my audience probably isn't going to receive that messaging well. Could we, you know, tweak the copy to this? And sometimes we find, you know, brands are kind of hesitant and they're really structured in the messaging they want to get across, which obviously makes sense, especially the bigger businesses that you know need to fit in with global and that type of thing but yeah I think if you give them a bit more freedom to say to you this is what my audience is going to receive well and this is probably what my audience isn't going to receive well you should listen because they are on there every day talking to them directly um, and it is directly you know they're messaging them on direct message and these types of things so they have a lot more insight into that audience than we can as, as marketers or brand owners potentially. So, Grace, how do people get in touch and, and what would be the next step, either if I feel that I'm on the road to becoming that influencer, I have my Instagram following well on the road to celeb success, or maybe <laughs> I think that an influencer could really help me and could actually help me improve sales, improve leads to my business. How do we reach out to you and, and get in touch for an evaluation or a consultation? Yeah, definitely. So you can reach out to me um, on either of my websites or LinkedIn. Um, my email is grace at freefolkagency.com or if you're looking to become the next celeb, um, it's grace at ivytanko.com.au. Um, so pretty easy to find me. Um, yeah, and next steps. Um, if you're a brand that's interested in influencer marketing at the moment, we do feel like that's a really great place for brands to um, be directing some energy at the moment because people are spending a lot more time on social media. Um, so we're actually offering our influencer marketing packages at 50% off at the moment um, to support businesses during COVID-19. Um, if that's something that you want to look at and you might have been, you know, potentially spending on out of home, um, which is maybe not a great channel for you right now. People staying indoors and they're more on, you know, social media. Um, you can sort of dabble in it for a little bit more cost effective and sort of see if it works for you as well. Well, if you've been listening today to The Morning Kick, I think there's a lot of tips that we can get out of what we've um, heard from Grace. And also probably really good to connect with somebody like Grace who's able to connect and know who are the influencers that are available. So you may be in a space like um, uh, doing things in home improvements and you're thinking, well, who do I know that could be an influencer? Or maybe you've got something in the fashion space or in the food and, and diet space, but you kind of don't know who to connect to. This is where you connect with people like Grace they start to know who the available influencers are. They can make the connections for you and see if it can actually add to your brand online. Grace, thanks very much for joining us this morning. It's been a pleasure to have you on The Morning Kick. Hopefully Thank we can get one much. of your other members of your team to come back and talk to us about some of the other services you do in the future. It'd be fantastic to have somebody back on the show. Absolutely. We're excited. Thank you so much for having us been absolutely brilliant well this edition of the morning kick has really looked at that influencer space and i hope there's a lot of takeaway value 
All of the links to Grace's uh, websites are included in the Facebook and YouTube descriptions. Please feel free to share. We'd love for you to get the message out to people that you think can gain from what's happening on the Morning Key. And we're going to be back again on Thursday, and this time we have a UK guest coming on the show. hope that you'll be able to join us to find out about the problem matrix, thanks to our UK guest, Dean Seddon, on Thursday on the Morning Kick. <laughs>